Discover the leader in you with Dr. Jason Carson. Former New England Patriot turned PhD, Dr. Jason brings a new brand of inspiration and passion to audiences worldwide. Having served and consulted with Fortune 500 companies, the NFL Players Association, and the White House, each week, Dr. Jason will prescribe empowering, motivational, life-changing medicine for your soul. It's time to discover the leader in you. Now, here's Dr. Jason. All right, everybody. This is Dr. Jason Carthen on Discover the Leader in You. I'm excited to talk to you today because this show is a great follow-up to our show that we just had dealing with transformational leadership and just the benefits of what transformational leadership can provide through individual consideration and things like idealized influence when you're really connected with the follower and you're trying to take them to a higher level, okay? We're going to talk about something a little different today because transactional leadership is really the antithesis to that or the opposite. But before we get into all of that, I just want to remind our listeners that, you know, we are always in the business of developing you. And for that reason, I just want to direct you to our website at jasoncarthen.com. On the website, you're going to find uh, three free success videos that deal with leadership and empowering you and equipping you to be able to move forward as you go through your uh, respective areas of influence in the uh, area of leadership. So just want to direct you there once again, jasoncarthen.com. We always keep the site updated with great content and personal development tools. So that's something for you to think about. Okay. All right. Well, again, I just want to welcome everybody. Whenever we start talking about leadership, it's amazing the uptick that we get not only on the site, but then also feedback that we run into. And last week when we talked about the idea of transformational leadership, many people could relate to the idea of a leader who actually lifts you up and has you so excited about the vision that you're willing to follow and do whatever you need to do. Well, this week is a little different because uh, along with transformational leadership, there's also what is called transactional leadership. And it's really made up of uh, two components. But before we get into all of that, let's talk a little bit about the origins of transactional leadership and how James McGregor Burns was very instrumental in advancing the idea of transformational leadership and then also the understanding of transactional leadership. And a greater understanding would come even later with Bernard Bass, who also talked about the idea of transactional and transformational leadership. So when we look at the actual theory, what we have going on is a leader who is engaged in the idea of you do something, then I will compensate you. If you do the required work, then you will be compensated and or you will be rewarded for it. Now, this is different from transformational leadership because in transactional leadership, it's not really the whole idea of trying to elevate and take someone up to where they need to be. It's more of an idea of, hey, I'm paying you to do something. You do it. We don't have to have relationship. We don't have to have connectivity. I'm not trying to take you to a higher level in your thought processes and your development. It's more of 
you produce or else. Now, I don't know about you, but that can be a challenge because if you leave a follower with no recourse other than to do what they have to do on a daily basis and they feel like they're not valued, that could potentially turn into trouble, trouble for you because you have followers that want to believe they have a voice. You have followers that want to believe they are important to the functioning of the organization as it goes forward. Now, I have to share with you a story. I've watched uh, many people uh, in their professional ranks, professional football ranks, that, you know, if they felt devalued or they felt like they weren't a part of the team, their effort went down, their ability to cope went down, and their overall performance actually suffered. And this is no different in a corporate setting. When you go into a corporate setting, it's still the idea that you want people to produce and you want people that are bought in. But if you, the leader, have relegated your followers to just, for the most part, being a cog in a wheel, which means they could be replaced, um, then that becomes a challenge. And then people feel like, well, why am I even here? And if I can just make it through the day and just count time, then that's all I'll do. Now, that's not everybody. I'm not saying everyone is like that. You have some people who are very intrinsically motivated and they're going to show up and in some cases show out is what I like to say. That's what we used to say on the football field. But the reality is that it's not always that case that you have internal motivation like that. So in my opinion, uh, and also uh, scientifically and research-based, it makes more sense when the leader tries to encourage the follower, bring them along more along the lines of the transformational leadership aspect. So that's something to think about. Now, the other thing with that, when you have, when you have a follower who is seeking affirmation or seeking positive feedback and they don't get it, then that follower may in, in reality begin to act out. This can create a unhealthy office environment and lead to a very unhealthy or toxic organizational culture. Now, all of this could be avoided if, if we are embracing not only uh, some of the followers goals, but also making sure everyone in the organization understands what is trying to be accomplished and then how important their individual role is to the greater collective. That's easier said than done. I'm the first one to be able to admit that and share that with you, but it is doable. It is doable. So in our next section, we're going to talk about a little bit of the components that are related to transactional leadership and really what happens when you have transactional leadership implemented in an organization that really uh, is, is really setting itself up for some challenges as they go forward. So all right, so I just want to pause here for a second. Uh, one of the things that you know I want to alert everyone to is that the conversation always continues. Uh, we don't stop here right at Discover the Leader in You. We actually uh, have a very uh, inter interconnected uh, operation there with our blog. So if you go to drjasoncarthen.com, now that's different from the main website, which is just jasoncarthen.com, but if you go to the blog at drjason.com, Dot com, you actually will have an opportunity to leave comments. You can actually see some of the interactive videos. You'll be able to interact in a way 
that is very important because in the coming months, and some of you may already know this um, from some of the other activities that we've been doing, but we're going to have an opportunity to interact with me personally in real time. And I really look forward to that through our uh, membership site. So excited about that. Uh, it's something that's been in the works now for a little while. And one of the things I just want to remind you of, the more you interact on that blog, the more you're in tuned and you're connected in that way. So make sure you go on over there and take a look at uh, what we have going on. All right. So we've been talking about transactional leadership. One of the things that I want to talk to you about is really the components of transactional leadership. When you start thinking about transactional leadership, there are really two components to it. You actually have active management by exception and you have passive management by exception. Now, here's the difference in the two. When you have a leader who is engaging in active management by exception, you have a leader who is actually watching and waiting <laughs> for a follower to really make a mistake. When they make a mistake, you now have a leader who's ready to pounce at that point and share with them that you're not pleased, uh, it's going to be punitive in terms of how you're going to respond to the mistake or the error or lack of productivity because you are in a place of transactional leadership, not developing, not trying to move someone towards a common goal in that way, trying to lift them up to a higher value. It's more of I'm watching you because you said you were going to make five widgets and you only made two. So for that reason, I'm going to withhold your reward and uh, you're also going to be punished for that. Now, I don't know about you, but that would be a lot of stress on some people. And I know for me to have someone assessing you in that way, seeking to punish because of what may be going on or your lack of performance in some areas, that is a challenge. And you're not really going to get buy-in when you are ready to pounce on someone through active management by exception. Now, an alternative to that, you know, is if you have a leader who is more diplomatic, uh, sure, there may be some misproductivity. There may be, may be some opportunities for improvement in areas. I certainly advocate for that. I don't want people to stay where they are. If nothing else, we always should be growing and developing and demonstrating our best on a daily basis. But when you have uh, this active management by exception in place, it's going to be very difficult uh, for the follower to really not walk on the eggshells and be concerned about their performance, which sometimes can turn into a self-fulfilling prophecy. That is a challenge. You want a healthy organizational environment where individuals are free to make mistakes, but learn from those mistakes and continue to move forward and get better on a daily, weekly, monthly, and then yearly basis. So at the end of the day, I think when you have this whole idea of active management by exception, that can be a little daunting, uh, especially if you are going to lead in that way all the time. All right, so the next component of it is passive management by exception. When you have passive management by exception, you are not so uh, ready to pounce, but what you have happen is that you are totally, um, I guess you would say the best term is ignoring <laughs> the follower. When they do something really well, 
you don't say anything. When they do something poorly, you know, you're ready to say something. The only feedback is negative feedback. And that is not good because if a follower believes that you only have negative things to say, it's also going to be very challenging to be encouraged when you show up for work, excited about what you're doing, because you know that the only feedback that you're going to receive is when you do something wrong. Now, that is a challenge because most people, from a cognitive and behavioral standpoint, they want mental markers where they can get excited about certain things. And if all you're receiving is negative mental markers from your leader, whom you respect, I think initially on you would respect them and want that feedback. If it's always negative, then it's going to be hard to be able to move forward. Now, let me give you a, a story. I remember um, <clears throat> when I was actually playing uh, in the National Football League, and we had a coach that was very zealous. He was excited, uh, always ready to provide some feedback. But I think uh, we began to see that this coach queued up or only responded to certain things uh, that were negative in nature. And it was never an issue of good job, great play. It was more of you could have had better foot movement here. You could have done something differently there. And that turned into a challenge because, you know, you had people on the team who had experienced quite a bit of success. And so to all of a sudden be relegated to the idea that you are just not doing well at every turn, you have to remember that that is going to have an impact. And I think as a leader, all of us, we have to remember that we are responsible for those that follow us. We are responsible for making sure that people are growing and developing on a daily basis. Is it easy? No. Is it doable? Absolutely. It's just a matter of being intentional and making sure as leaders we're always growing and developing too. So now when you have this passive management by exception taking place and that leader who does not provide that positive feedback and only negative, you have to make sure if you transition, say, for example, if you transition from transactional leadership to transformational, you're going to have to overwrite a lot of those negative tapes <laughs> that are going to be playing in your followers' head because all they've heard are the negative things. So just make sure you're intentional with that, and you can make that leap to do something different. Okay. All right. So now, uh, just as a reminder, I want to share with everyone that we have our I Speak Life Academy, which is a fantastic opportunity for you to grow your business, to develop the necessary skills, the strategies, the business plan to be able to move your business forward. That's going to be coming up in the month of March. And I want to make sure if you are willing to be a part of that and you want to engage that, then you definitely want to either go to our website at jasoncarthen.com or you can actually call our offices at 855-227-8436. And we want to make sure you get signed up so you can be a part of what we're doing with the I Speak Life Academy. Now, one of the things that I want to share with you before we close here, what type of advice do you think would be most beneficial for someone who is engaging in transactional leadership? Now, I want to share this with you because when you think about the idea of whether or not transactional leadership is a win-win for individuals and organizations, 
Right now, at first blush, I'd have to say no, okay? Because obviously the follower is going to experience some challenges with transactional leadership only. Now, does transactional leadership work in some contexts? Sometimes it does. I know for a fact that, you know, uh, in sports, you have an expectation that you're supposed to do something and you show up to do that and your responsibility is very clear. Sometimes in organizations, uh, there can be a little bit of a blurred line. It can be a little bit of gray area. So my advice to a leader who is uh, very much transactional in nature is to look for other opportunities to pour into a follower in a positive way while still maintaining the expectation that they're there to do a job, do a service. Uh, But you have to, if you want to uh, sustain long-term commitment from the follower and if you want to generate more profits because of buy-in and excitement to be there, you're going to have to make sure you have a blend of not only transactional leadership, but also some positive feedback in certain areas and certain instances. It's going to be very important to be able to do that. Do I think that uh, transactional leadership adds value? Yes, I do. I think that in, in a lot of ways, when people have a clear expectation of what is going to be required of them, then they will be able to carry out a task, okay? Now, a task is not a bad thing, but what I think, uh, what I found over after nearly two decades in uh, business and leading and also consulting, you have a better buy-in from your followers when you have a hybrid model of transactional leadership and also a little bit of transformational leadership taking place as well. Now, the, the best opportunity is transformational leadership. I think the more that you're transformational, uh, the greater productivity you're going to have and the greater buy-in as well. Does that always occur? No, it does not. But again, we are shooting for best practices and also adding value. And I think that way you have more of a buy-in. It's going to be more of a win-win because organizational goals are being met and followers are also developing along the way. That, I think, is really uh, what you can hope for in organizations, a blend of the two. Everyone's growing and developing, and people are also fulfilled in their respective areas of influence. That does not always happen. So that's something to think about. Uh, I just want to close with this. Um, When we start thinking about transformational leadership, transactional leadership, one of the most important, important things that you have going for you is your ability to lead others well. When you lead others well, your human capital, they will perform for you because, in effect, they are actually performing for themselves because they have bought into what you are trying to get them to do. That is the epitome of influence. I just want to thank everybody for tuning in today, and I just uh, just want to say thanks for just staying connected with us. We're growing and moving forward. One of the things I always love to share with you, remember, live your destiny on a daily basis, everybody. Take care now. Dr. Jason wants to connect with you right now. Check out our blog and visit our website at jasoncarthen.com. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Jason Carthen Enterprises. Follow us on Twitter at Jason Carthen.
Be sure to join us again next week to discover the leader in you.